Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. We're glad that you have joined us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. As we record, Joel, today is National Coffee Day. Uh, and, and we have some possible breaking news. What's that? Uh... Because he's hinting. Related? He's hinting. Yes. Yes. Uh, we have a hint that there may be another brew somewhere on the What's way. What's this? Another million dollar idea has been taken from us. I can't wait to find out where it's going. Doesn't to be. say where. Doesn't say when. We'll doesn't see. even necessarily say it's going to be. That's right. But there is a strong hint. You know who has to hate National Coffee Day? Rick Stockstill. <laughs> Joey Jones. <laughs> Those guys are just looking around going, I want coffee. They can't have it. But you can have it. All you got to do is head over to Strange Brew today here in Starkville or in Brupolo over there in Tupelo and pick up one of their fantastic drinks. It's getting chilly. Oh, it's so nice. Well, got up this morning, turned on the car, a little thermometer, 59. I was like, hello. Of course, it dropped my tire pressure. I had to go get air in the tires. But I don't care about that. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. The Robbie Falk tweet of your skip after we ate at the Speezia Buffet at Omaha, that was very appropriate for uh, Oh, did he do that? For Tuesday. I didn't see that. He said, feels nice today, and he put the video of you skipping. That was a good day. Uh, I want to thank our good friends over at College Corner. I know a lot of you guys, you know, expecting to come to Starkville this weekend. Only 12,000 Bulldogs are going to be able to make that trip inside the stadium. The rest of you guys, if you're staying at home, well, College Corner has a lot of great, great stuff for what we'll call home gating, tailgating at home. Of course, you have the, the great maroon and white merchandise to put on you. But if you don't want to do, go that route, man, they've got cups, plates, platters. You've got the big house flags. They've got all the MSU-themed games like cornhole and ping pong balls for, you know, pong games, if you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to talk about? So... Give them a call today. I'm sorry. Give them a look today. they got two uh, locations over there in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or just go shop online at collegecornerstore.com and keep your tailgating or home gating parties decked out in maroon and white. Advantage Business Systems wants you to know that right now your business needs to be running as efficiently as it possibly can. This isn't the time for, for silly things, silly errors to keep profits away from you. You need to keep your business working for you. Give them a call today and find out what they can do to help. They have 45 years of experience here in this. It's coming on 46 years. I'm going to have to change that ad read, but probably, I guess, in the next few months. Uh, give them a call today and find out how they can help you. So that's that number is 844-833-6245, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Joel, it is time for the rumblings. Our weekly business. That is that is that's that's very good business for us. Business has been good. Business is a booming. 
<laughs> you know, when you beat the defending national champions on the road, that, that does tend to be good for both the uh, sports writing slash internet website it business. Helps. It helps. helps the podcasting business. Yeah, I agree. There, there are two things that help that. Mm-hmm. Uh, tremendous success. And Lillian Axe. <laughs> utter failure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Mid- People, middle of the road, that's not good. No, no. The worst thing for podcasting for any kind of content is a 7-5 and five team. <laughs> it's just good enough to keep you interested, but not good enough to really get you on the hook. But my God, if they're undefeated, or even better if they're winless, I guess. <laughs> I think it's for like for you at Cowbell Corner, undefeated would be better. For this podcast, winless would be better. Yeah, probably. Can you imagine me coming in here or like at State with o, at 0-7? What am I saying? What are the things that are true? I'm just pounding the I, desk. I think for the pod, winless would make the Monday show better. Yeah, the rest of the week, people. The rest of the care. week, nobody give a crap. But <laughs> maybe Friday. I don't know. Doesn't <laughs> look like that's gonna be a problem for Mississippi State uh, anytime soon. It is uh, Rumblings Day. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. This weekend, they have got some great stuff going on. Yes, they do. Out there, you need to go by and uh, you know take care of, talk to those guys because they can get you taken care of. How about a whole strip loin, a whole rib loin, or a whole tenderloin for the games? They've got you taken care of over there. So that's, you know, go back to what we were just talking about with doing something at home. You want to put a big piece of meat on the grill? You got all day to cook it. So definitely do that. Of course, the food truck will be open as well, but they've got those big prime cuts of beef right now. The grain-fed, locally sourced beef that, you know, we've been talking about Welcome Home Beef and all this different stuff for these past few months. But at the end of the day, that's what it's really about is these great steaks that they are able to provide for you because they own their own cows. They're locally sourcing that beef. They're taking care of it. So they know what's the best for the beef, and they know what's best for you. So give them a call today, 662-268-8148, or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. And I promise you this, if you go buy one of those whole ribeyes, those whole tenderloins, you don't even need me to tell you, but I will anyway. It just tastes good. All right. Let's lock in here. For we got a lot of questions today. We're gonna to be here a little while, folks. This is one of those days that you know you're gonna be with us for a few minutes. Well, so I mean, enjoy enjoy our time together. But when it's all said and done, you're gonna put down your phone. And you're gonna think I'm so much wiser now than I was an hour and a half ago. So it's worth it. Stick with us. Right. Right. Really, we're idiots, and right. nothing that we say is probably true. But Maybe it'll be funny, though. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Wynn has our first question. LSU's historic passing defensive achievement, <laughs> I like the way he put that, was blaming the lack of returning starters. Does that mean historically that every SEC passing defense is more talented than the LSU team? So, well, that's a good way of looking at it. This was, <laughs> Are they the worst pass defense in the history of college football? Uh, no, no, but they, they did not play well. We'll just leave it at that. They didn't play well, but again, for everybody that well. wants for everybody that wants to crap on Mississippi State because oh well LSU didn't have Stingley, they didn't have this, they didn't have that. Look, that was still four and five star guys that State was out there throwing for six hundred and twenty three yards on. Don't take that away from Mississippi State. You know, I, right. I is it is it did it stink for LSU to not have Stingley and company and have all yeah. Uh but it's not like State was out there throwing against a Pee Wee football team. I mean that was high-caliber players, many of which would be starters for Mississippi State, probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, Elias Ricks was the number one cornerback in the country out of high school last year. Five-star yeah. kid. He'd be starting for Mississippi State. So, yeah, it's just 
It's a bad day for LSU and a good day for Mississippi State. And when those two things combine, you get a record record passing day. No question about it. Uh, Justin Strawn, who shout out to Justin Strawn. He is he is suffering right now. He is he's hurting. So I hope you're doing better, man. Uh, I see that you know you're neat. I feel bad because you know, and we're guys, so we can do this. I kind of want to laugh because I know that he he hurt his knee just like getting up. Like he didn't he wasn't running a marathon or anything. So I feel sort of bad for you. But I kind of want to laugh at you too. Just feel, just know for sure that if I ever suffer an injury, Justin, you can laugh at me, and it's okay. So, spoiler alert: I once saw Brian flip over backwards in his chair in this office, and I laughed a lot. Yeah, I, I, I did make sure he was okay before. That's I laughed. something guys do. You know, your first question is always, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and if the answer is yes, then the laughter can commence. If the answer is no, then you you help your friend. You know, are you okay? No. All right, let's help you out. Are you okay? Yes, you idiot. <laughs> and it just sort of goes from there. Uh, how did the LSU portion of the Augustinelli family handle Saturday's loss? Uh, Marty was okay. Not so much with Chris. He's not taking it well. Now, that could be because uh, we are raining fire on him. Uh, his, his comments about Brennan being K- better than KJ Costello have not gone over well. Um, you know, I, I may have used some of his own words against him a few times. Uh, but other than that, you know, Marty's fine. And Kathy, the sister that we never have on, uh, is doing well as as well. Uh, Tiger Tears, does anything taste better? Uh, I think of one thing. <laughs> one thing that tastes better. Get those at the end of the year usually. I was going to say, they're, they're only served around Thanksgiving. They're around Thanksgiving, <laughs> but they are delicious. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to hate on Dan Mullen, but is there any doubt he would have gotten tighter than a rubber band and lost that game when his 10-point lead evaporated if he were the coach this past Saturday? I don't think that's just a Mullen thing. Yeah. Every MSU coach prior to Leach would have done it. Is there a... I don't know. I was going to say, is there any... uh, any of the last few Mississippi State coaches that you would have trusted to lead that team down to Baton Rouge this past Saturday and win the game? Well, we have. You know what? There's another question about that a little later in the oh, show. Okay. Well, well, we'll talk about that a little. I do bit. not read the questions before I arrive. I can't help it because I, I, mean, I just get mentions and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just sort of glance at it. Well, I do too, but I don't usually. I just kind of like when we when we send out the tweet. I kind of ignore my mentions for the next twelve hours okay. or so until we I do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean Mullen. I don't know. I don't know how that game would have gone. We'll talk about that later. Uh, let's see here. Would that? How different would the outcome have been if Costello doesn't transfer and Schrader or Rogers were playing quarterback? I think. Well, Rogers would have been interesting because we we you know we've heard the rumors on that, but I don't know that for sure, so I don't want to report anything. Um, I don't think Schrader would have been playing quarterback at that point. Though I think if you had gone down there, it might have been Jalen Maiden. It would have been different. Would have been a lot different, you know. You know, I'm interested to see what. Well, I, I say that for Mississippi State's sake, I hope that that doesn't happen. But if this week, for whatever reason, KJ gets dinged up or something, because Mike was asked on Monday afternoon about Garrett Schrader, and basically he kept it short. He's like, "We'll see," kind of thing. Yeah. So, kind of didn't sound like that the door was shut on on maybe shifting Schrader back. Well, I mean, he's did. definitely the emergency guy. Yeah. And I think if they really had a choice, they'd probably go to him before Maiden. I don't think they would have on Saturday. No. Because I don't know that no, going in, if Schrader had done if any- you If you found out that on coming on Sunday after the game that, hey, KJ tweaked his ankle, he's going to be out for Saturday, 
they would go with Rodgers, but Schrader would be the backup. I yeah, think. I would love to know, and maybe maybe we'll know um, before the end of the week, but I'd love to know if Schrader's going to work some at QB this week. Yeah, me too. Uh, last one from Justin here. After watching Mississippi State and Ole Miss this past weekend, where would you put the over-under on the following Egg Bowl stats? Points. So let's do combined points for this game. If I said 82 and a half. Mm. Well, let's just let me do that's this. High. That's that's a little high. Let's say seventy five and a half. That gets you. I, I could I could see like forty five, thirty five, or something like that. Okay, so that's right. So over. Yeah, I think I'd go. I think I'd go over yards. Eleven hundred. So five fifty a piece. That's a lot of yards, isn't it? A lot of yards. I feel like it's going to be. I still kind of feel like it may be over. The worst one here: hours played. Oh, please be an eleven a.m. game. Yeah, four hours, fifteen minutes. At least, <laughs> at least, God. Forbid. How long was that game Saturday? It was long. Or it was felt about long. four and a half. It was about four. It was over four hours. That game didn't end until six thirty. Yeah. did it? Yeah, something like that. So I have to go back and look at the, my my tweets. Um, Tommy wants to know what our, he thinks State's record will be at the end of the season. I mean, I've definitely bumped them up a couple of games. I had them at four and six. I would probably say closer to seven and three now. But I, I think they're going to be in every game. They have an opportunity to win more than that. I mean, like the Kentucky game. Whereas before, I kind of saw it as a little bit of a toss-up game. I mean, I guess it still is. But I really, after seeing what State did to LSU, I feel like... Well, let's just say, that will State be favored in Lexington, do you think? Uh, it depends on what happens this weekend. If Kentucky beats Ole Miss pretty easily, I could see Kentucky being a, a small favorite. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that Kentucky game is now going from one that was a little bit of a toss-up. It is still a toss-up, but it's one that I think Mississippi State fans can go into with confidence that you can definitely win that game. I agree. I agree. And, with and that. so games like that, same with A and M. You start bank. Yeah, you start banking those, and then all of a sudden you can get to six and four, seven and three kind of deal. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. So everybody that thought State 3-7, and seven, I don't think so. Uh, Dog Raid says, what is Tom Cruise's best non-Mission Impossible movie? Well, first off, his best movies are non-Mission Impossible yes. movies. Top Gun. Top Gun is the one that came to mind immediately. Uh, Days of Thunder. Few Good Men. Uh, I'm a fan of Risky Business. That's a good movie. Um, Dan Mullen likes it, too. Oh, yeah. He talked he about it. I really? I didn't know that. Um... What's the? Uh, did you like the Last Samurai? I don't think I ever saw the Last. Samurai. I like the Last Samurai. I think that's a pretty good movie. It's a it's an odd movie, but I liked it. Um, Speaking of Top Gun and Tom Cruise movies, yeah, I know. Wasn't Top Gun two supposed to come out this well, yeah, past then, summer. I know it did, but is it? I think they're going to try to hold off until until it's are, all are like all the way back in okay. the theaters. You know, they released Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie, and I, I mean, I don't see how that's going to work. You know, yeah, like you're not making your money back on that. I'm trying to think about. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's Tom Cruise. He has such a big catalog. I've never seen any of the Jack Reacher movies. Um, so I'm sure I'm missing some. Jerry stuff. Jerry Maguire. I've never seen Jerry Maguire, so I don't know. I like it. Tropic Thunder. His his cameo in that is maybe <laughs> one of the maybe one of the funniest bits in movie theater history. I mean, he that was a guy that you did not expect in that role 
fantastic. So if I had to pick number one, though, it's Top Gun. It's not even close. Uh, Zachary Treadway, something to wrestle with or the Arn Show? Uh, I I go with Arn Show. The Arn Show is better. Typically, I don't believe the people that are connected to the WWE. So like Bruce Pritchard, I have trouble. I never believe his side of the story. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, and he still works for WWE, yeah. so it's not like he's gonna exactly. He's not. He's not. He's the guy who still has to sort of watch what he says. I, think. I mean, he's he's Bob on that's a B&B good, show. That's a good. It's what he analogy. is. I mean, you just there's things he can't say. You're right. You're right. The drill field wants to know. It's an entire field. What home game will we see College Game Day at? The best chance. Is, your first thought is State Auburn, but that's the same day as LSU Alabama. And I know LSU lost, but I'm, you just know that. I don't know. If a and I don't A&M know what their is, schedule is. A&M is the one. Yeah. A&M has Alabama this week. Oh, that's right. But they could They're be three and one. And if State's four and oh, you could get them then. I don't I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest with well, you. Well, that's the State would be three and oh. That's their State. Oh, you're right. You're game. three and oh, yeah. And then it would be two and one, yeah. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, probably not. So. Um,. Let's see here. Brandon Maskew, I plan on cooking a pig for the Arkansas game on Saturday. Should I do brisket or ribs or both? Well, if you're doing a pig, I don't think you're going to do brisket. That is a cow's thing. Um, So do ribs. (laughs) Stick with the pork theme. Uh, Brandon Maskew, again, if Coach Leach was a wrestler, what would his stage name be? I think we already know the answer to this. You know? pirate, something, something he pirate. would be Paul Burchill. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh. He'd be swinging in on the on the rope. <laughs> That's already been done. Uh, Sterling Archer wants to know if Mike Leach can adopt him. I mean, I, you can certainly reach out to Coach Leach. You know, all his kids are grown. He might be willing to take another one in. Uh, R.C. Martin. That'd be a great question to just randomly ask Leach at a press conference one day. Give us some parroting tips, Coach. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The, the, I feel like that's what we're sort of missing. Maybe we can do that during a, during the bye week. That's it's like we can't really question. have – those those questions are more lent to being there face-to-face. They really are. Him knowing us a little bit better. Yeah. Over Zoom, it's just not the same. R.C. Martin wants to know, will the SEC passing yards for a single game be broken this Saturday night against Arkansas? Boy, if they break it two weeks in a row, I'll be really surprised. If they do, that means that K.J. Costello, two weeks in, is going to have like 1,300 yards of pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dak Prescott's record is going to go bye-bye. I thought he'd break it anyway, but man, he's he might crush it. It's really something. It doesn't feel like there's... It doesn't feel like there's... They're going to do that again, does it? it? Well, I mean, I didn't feel like they were going to do it the last time. That's true. I don't know what to think right now. All right, right now, call it. Nine games left. Does he break it at any point this year? 623? Yes. He'll have opportunities to do so against Vanderbilt, against Arkansas, against Vanderbilt. I don't know. Vandy's defense was okay. I think that might be the other way around on that. Okay, you think AM may suck? Yeah. Okay. And then against Ole Miss? Yeah. Can you imagine him throwing for 700 yards against Ole Miss? (laughs) I mean, people will be losing their minds. Um, Tyler Heydrich wants to know on Saturday I watched a team in maroon clad MSU jerseys whip LSU who in the blue hell was that passing 60 times and why were they wearing our uniforms Tyler I tried to tell you Joel and I tried to tell you 
again, I go back to Steve Spurrier, who I quote about once a week on here. I bring it up, but I'm saying folks need to see guys in Mississippi State helmets doing it. Well, now you've seen it. Yeah, and you're still having trouble. And you're still having trouble. I can't wait to see it live. I cannot wait. Adam Toomey wants to know, what was your favorite pass from Saturday, and why was it the pass on the, on third and 20 to Cam Gardner? That was a beautiful pass, man. Yeah, really. I don't know how he got it in there. Very. That may have been the most accurate throw. My favorite pass was the touchdown to Tyrell Shavers. Not that the pass wasn't fantastic. It was. But watching Shavers just like shimmy his shoulders and the cornerback not knowing what to do. I mean, Shavers just abused that poor kid. Um, that was a fun one. And then uh, – the Kylan Hill pass is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So just wheel her out. Got a lot of options. Out. Got thirty six options to pick from there. <laughs> uh, my good friend Brian McDuff. What will our record be if we finish with six thousand three hundred twenty yards passing and ninety yards rushing? How funny would that be? <laughs> that would be really funny. Uh, <laughs> But you're probably 10 and 0. You're undefeated, yeah. You're the weirdest undefeated team of all of all time. You know, I mean, we we drew this out the other day about what if I told you in January that you were going to rush for 9 yards against LSU or whatever. State not only only rushed for like 9 yards against LSU. They they lost the turnover battle, right? Yeah, 4 4 to 2. Yeah, if I'd have told you that State was going to be a negative two in the turnovers, rush for nine yards against LSU, lost by 50. at least 50. Yeah. Nope. And then they win by 10? But by that same token, and that's what I said to Joel Richard on Sports Talk Mississippi, if I tell you that that they had 632 yards of offense, you know they won. Yeah. You don't really care where the yards came from. You just you know they won. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if we're, if we're having this discussion last December – the state has zero prayer of throwing for 623 yards. None. In three games. None. Much less one. None. Uh, another one from McDuff. Why are LSU fans so thin-skinned? It's funny you ask that because the ones I know are quite thick. But they are. their skin is thick, thin. <laughs> it's underneath the skin. They have a lot of you know layers there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If there's something – it's not just LSU fans. There's something about when you've been really good – and then you take that quick shot in the mouth. Like, if, if LSU lost in week six, they lost to Auburn whenever they played. They'd have been like, all right, we had a good little run there. They did not expect to lose that game. You know, they just didn't. And last one from McDuff here. Or is LSU just a mediocre team? They're not as good as they were last year. I mean, they're just they're, – they are an above-average football team this year, which is good enough to win most of their games for them. They're still going to finish probably – what seven three? Yeah, something like that. Six and four. Something like that. Worst. Yeah. They'll figure it out. They got too much talent. I mean, they're going to lose to Bama. They're probably going to lose to Florida. Yeah. Oh, Florida's going to, because Florida's got that Trask to what's his name, the, the tight end Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Yeah. Florida's going to light him up, I think. Um, yeah. So they'll lose to Florida. They'll lose to Bama. That's three losses there. Outside Auburn. of that, outside of that, though, I think LSU's probably got a good shot to win. The others. I'm not saying they will win all the others, but they got a good shot to win the others. Right, right, right. Uh, let's see here. Walking bully. As a girl, Dan, can either of you do a ponytail? I would hope Chloe Kate's hair is not long enough. To it do a is ponytail. not long enough for a ponytail as of yet. Uh, no, and I cannot either. Um, but I, you, I, I will. You ask me that in five years, I'll be able to do it. All right. When you pay with a debit or credit card at a restaurant and leave a tip, do you make the total come out to a whole number, or are you a psychopath? 
Um, I mean, I, I generally, uh, I generally just put like five bucks or something like. So I you make are. The, I make the tip an even number usually. So you are because I don't want to leave like a five dollar and twenty eight cent tip. See, I make it a whole number. So yeah, I always make the my, tip a whole number. No, no, I'm saying if, you make if your my, total a whole yeah, number. Yeah, if my my total is fifteen thirty seven, my tip will be you know four seventy or four sixty three, or whatever. It's not Why? like they're handing them pennies at the end of the night. You know, they figure it out. You're, so you're a psychopath, is what you're, this guy is. I mean, why would they not end up? Like, at the end of the night, if you have nine dollars and forty eight cents in tips, which that's, that's, that's a really sucky bad night, night but, but I'm just throwing out. A I'm sure there. they just give you fifty cents and call it a day, and just be like, "Yeah, it's Maybe two cents." They should. So, uh, let's see here. I just round up to the next dollar, which is I'm actually giving them more. So I guess the Mangum Cafe wants to know is the at the intro to back. He said he uses the the. Cleaned up. I'm going to say it. Is the intro to Back That Ass Up by Juvenile the most known rap intro? <laughs> it's up there? It is up there. Uh, I would go with Big Pimpin' has one. It has a very memorable... I don't listen to a ton of rap, so... I don't know. Uh, my name is Slim Shady. Is very, But of course, he sort of like goes right into the song there. Um, trying to think. Anything else like just catches my attention. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not a huge hip hop fan, so I don't know. Yeah, I. You're, you're really not asking the right guys. To be totally honest with you. I, but it, it, it hits that sweet spot of like my high school years and well, yeah, early college like years. So, so that that song to me, you're right. To me, that I don't know that I could talk. Juvenile. I mean, that is Saturday Night at Cheers for me. You know. So. Uh, Brooks White. Did any of our former tight ends play? I didn't see those guys. Yeah, Spivey played a good bit. He just didn't catch a pass. I didn't see Jones or Cumbus. Yeah. Um, do you think Leach being here will help get us more night games due to the ratings jump and the fun brand of football? Eh. I mean, it's all about the same. Everybody's going to play some 11 a.m. games. It's just the way the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more about matchups in the SEC, and it's more about who's winning. Um, I mean, if he if he's winning, that's going to mean more. You know, I guess more premier. Honestly, the more spots. you win, the more you end up at two thirty. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Uh, Brady Taylor wants to know: We have to pick, use our own money, and make a thousand dollar bet on MSU to win a game we predicted them to lose. Do you pick Bama, Georgia, Auburn, or A and M, and you get four to one, three to one, two to one, one to one? So, which which I feel those? the most confident they're winning A and M out of those four. So you're just gonna play one to one? Just play it safe. Yeah. Okay. That's probably that is definitely the safe bet. I would not. After I I, I want to see what they look like this week, but if they struggle again, I wouldn't mind putting three to one on Georgia. Oh yeah, if JC Daniels plays and they stink, still, yeah. The only thing about Georgia is there's been like two or three times in my life I thought State was going to go over there and play well, and every time they've gone to Athens, Georgia's just handled them. So do you find know. yourself rooting against Georgia now? Because see, when Mark Rick was there, I kind of like rooted for Georgia. I, I don't really care about Georgia one way or the other. I actually sort of pull for Georgia just because I don't want Mullen to win an SEC title. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, Brad Haynes, do you foresee Alt- Luke Altmyer backing out of Florida State and staying home? Seems to be the smartest move. It I would definitely be a smart move to leave Florida State. Yeah, it'd be a smart. I don't see him going to Mississippi State. He's not going to Mississippi State. State. No. State's not taking three quarterbacks. If he stays in the state and plays, it's going to be in Oxford. Yeah. He's not. State's not taking three quarterbacks. 
and if they dropped Greek to get to dropped Greek, Altmaier's not coming in to be the second quarterback. Sawyer Robertson is the quarterback in the future at Mississippi State. Kid threw for about four hundred fifty yards last Friday night. Five hundred fifty yards. Yeah, which is not a whole lot, you know, when you throw for six hundred twenty yards in a game. Yeah, but yeah, Sawyer Robertson is the guy there. Speaking of, I will be yeah. speaking with him tonight. Oh, that's cool. Something to check out. Which, uh, as you, I don't know if it'll be up as you talk to this, as you listen to this, but uh, be checking cowbellcorner.com over the next 24 to 48 hours, and you can hear from Sawyer Roberts. There you go. Uh, hold on a second. He, he also wants me to post the Richard Cross GIF uh, here, so I'll do that for him. That's done. And he had one more question I wanted to get to. Uh, have either of us had the chance? Have you read either of Mike Leach's books? I have, I have not. Um, I just recently got Swing Your Sword. I'm, I'm about to commence to doing that. It's tough for me to find time to read right now. Yeah. With three I believe babies that, yeah. and uh, the website and everything else going on. Yeah. But, yes, I do have Swing Your Sword now, so there you go. there's that. Dalton Lee, the Hill Hurdle count is off to a good start. He wants Tyler Horkin to know that's his job. It is his job. Uh, will he surpass Eric Moles as the greatest Hale State athletes of all time? That will make 16-plus hurdles in two seasons that have actually counted. Uh, he's up there. I mean, there's no way to, to, to quantify that. But yeah. He's on the list for sure. Uh, let's see here. Um, another one from Brooks White. Who stood out to you on defense and offense besides the big-name guys? Um, he brings up Sean Preston. Oh, yeah. Led the team in tackles. That was completely out of nowhere. Had no inkling that Sean Preston was going to play that big of a role uh, for Mississippi State. I was very impressed with Jaden Crumbity. Thought he did a good job in the middle there. I mean, Davis and Wheat both played well. Yeah. Offensively, I mean, nobody had any did anything that I wasn't expecting. You know, he he mentioned Javante Payton, but Payton was a guy I expected to catch a lot of passes. Same with Austin Williams. Same with Osiris Mitchell. So, offensively, if I had to pick a guy, maybe Charles Cross. Again, okay, somebody I had high expectations for, but well, I'll be honest. I mean, Cam Gardner had more catches yeah, than I thought he was going to have. That's a good one there, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, let's see here. John Jeffrey Nelson, after one week of SEC play, give us our predicted order of finish for the SEC West. Alabama. Yeah. I'm going to say Auburn. I still think I'd go Auburn, too. Yeah, Auburn. LSU will figure it out. I'm going to say LSU. Sta- I've moved state, but state up one. A&M dropping down one. So, State 4th, LSU, or A&M 5th, Ole Miss 6th, Arkansas 7th. I like that. I think, I think I'd go I think I could you. see State. I could, you could put State at 3rd, and I would not argue with you. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Which wide receiver that did not contribute much do you see having a bigger role? I think Malik Heath is the obvious answer here. And I think that's going to be the case all year. Somebody who has one catch one week will have six the next week. It's just, it's just going to be who's the open guy. How many snaps was he on the field for? Oh, I have no was idea. He, was like, There's a lot. Was he out there a lot? He was out there a good bit. He was like in that second group of receivers. I mean, I've watched it and rewatched it, but I I wasn't really watching for that. So, hmm. Andrew Bowie, uh, seven sacks with a three-man front. Was that a fluke? I mean, that's the way this Dolphins, those defenses set up. You know, they're, they're going to be blitzing the linebackers a lot. Yeah, they, they, it's not a fluke, I don't think. I don't know that they'll have seven sacks every game, but the, they're going to be able to get pressure. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> uh, Caleb Garner, our old friend, who's now an SID up at Arkansas State. What do Tigers dream of when they take a little Tiger, tiger snooze? snooze? 
other than nightmares of Costello tossing for 600 yards from repeat? Well, the obvious answer is, uh, I don't know if they dream of mauling zebras or Halle Berry in a Catwoman suit, but that's that's it. Ed, Ed, oh, what? Ed. Doug. I know, but it's Ed Orgeron. Oh, Ed. I got you. But if he... Uh. <laughs> If, well, then where? All right. If he gets whooped by pirates and dog. I don't know. Well, then where? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tigers, they hate cinnamon. They love pepper. Uh, let's see here. Misha Lee, explain to me why we had third down and two, went to a commercial break. When it came back, it was third down and five. It was originally third and seven. An offside penalty made it third and two. Then it magically changed. Misha, you were hitting on something that we talked about on Saturday while we were watching the game together. I don't know what happened there. It was third and five, then it was third and two, and then it was third and five again, or third and seven. I don't know what happened. There was a problem somewhere. Yeah. I, now that you mentioned it, I need to specifically go back to that and yeah. see what the heck happened there. Yeah. The play-by-play may actually answer that, too. You're if right. I would, if I would read that. Dale Lowry has the question a lot of us have been asking. What would the passing yards have been if State didn't have four turnovers? I mean, he might have cracked Mahomes' record. I mean, just think if he doesn't have to throw the pick six. I mean, then you're talking about maybe winning this game, you know, by, by 17 or 24 points, you know, depending on what happens with that drive. Right. So Patrick Mahomes has the single-game passing record. It's 734 yards. I mean, is it, is it fair to assume that if you don't have any turnovers, you have basically another 100 passing yards? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 four possessions, right? Mm-hmm. I just need 25 yards per possession. Which seems very reasonable. Very reasonable. That's insane. That's another. Just add that, Dale, add that stat to the list of, of crazy stats from this past weekend. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at here? That's, uh, I, people were just tagging me and stuff. On a, uh, on a, this is from the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. From zero to a one hundred, grade states offensive line performance. Uh it was passing. Oh, it was better than passing. Oh yeah, it wasn't perfect. I would say B minus comes to mind. You're, you're, you are a tough grader. I, I really am. I really I say, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you. I guess I'll go B plus just because Dollar Bill was up against a. And Cole Smith had his uh, issues early. Yeah, and Cole but Smith. for the most part, they, they protect. I mean, they passed the ball sixty times. I mean, th- those two. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess I got. I need to take that in consideration too. The two things that stood out to me was Cole Smith looking bad, particularly in the first half, and and Dollar Bill getting whipped a couple times. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they, they pass the ball a lot, and LSU again. They've got some. They got some players over there, despite yeah. the fact that some up some have opted out or been hurt. Or they still got yeah, talent's not the issue yeah. there. Uh, is it true that the current state coaching staff has a restraining order on Joey Jones? It, it was like he was never here. It was really nice, <laughs> really really nice. Matt Haynes, how many points will Leach's offense put up against Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl? I mean, it's going to be above 40. Oh, yeah. If you can get 44 on LSU, I, mean, I, I think you're going to get... I feel like when you get to 50, you're talking about, you know, something that may have... Something unusual. 50 is just a lot of points, you know. But I feel safe saying... If you told me they've got 49 even, I'm like, I think score seven times, sure. Yeah. 
How many receivers will have 75-plus catches? Two. Because I, I think it's going to, to vary each week. Kylan Hill will, for sure. And then one other guy, probably Osiris Mitchell will. Austin Williams looked like he was targeted quite a bit seven, the other day. Seven catches. Peyton had he had what Peyton had six catches, but I think he had like nine or ten targets. So yeah, I mean you're going to have a bunch over like sixty. Yeah. Well, let's see here. Reed Coker with seven sacks and very few coverage busts. The defense looks better than we expected. Do you think it was more the scheme or do we underestimate the young talent? The scheme was very good. The scheme was very good and. Maybe it's just because I had such a low expectation of the talent that I want to give a lot of the credit to Zach Arnett. Yeah. Um, maybe that talent ends up proving me wrong, and at, at the end of the year I'm saying, no, it was those guys. But for right now, I kind of want to give most of the credit to Zach Arnett and having his guys in the right spots and doing what he did with what he had. Yeah. Um. Alex Hammond, I know when you're in the press box, you have to remain professional. Watching the LSU game at home, did it feel like part of the job or did the old fan and you come out as you watch the game? It was very much a, a fan experience. What are you talking about? Man, I was completely Shut professional and objective. Shut up. I got I got proof that says otherwise. So my, my wife will testify in court that she could hear you yelling. I was just, just when my internet crashed for a minute. Oh, okay. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was very much like the old days there. I, I, it's been a long time since I've just sat at a house with somebody and watched a yeah, game. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was really it was weird. Yeah, Andy Atkinson, Double A, the Enforcer. We're going to set some over unders here on the remaining game State has. How many more games with more than five hundred passing yards? I'm going to set the over under at with nine games left, three yeah. and a half. With more than five hundred yards passing. And you setting it three and a half so yeah. they don't have to hit four? Yeah. Well, I think they're doing it against Ole Miss. Okay. I think they may do it this week. Okay. Vanderbilt? Sure. So there's three. Can they get yeah, one more? Yeah, they're going to get one more. Okay. I, I'm going to say over. All right. Three receivers over 100 yards in one game. I will set that I'll at say it. three and a half. See, I was going to say – I was hoping you said two and a half because in my mind I had three. But, uh, sure, let's go over. After what I saw on Saturday, I'm not ruling anything out when it comes to this passing game. Single-digit rushing yards. One and a half. Um, I think you get ten or more probably in every game okay. going forward. Yeah, I mean, all you got to get is ten to break this. Yeah. So, yeah. Fans that can't understand these numbers. How many fans does MSU have? Over. How many fans again? Oh, I'm just – however many MSU has. 80,000, 90,000 people are Mississippi State fans? 100,000? I don't know. So what's the question here? I'm, I'm How many people won't be able to understand the numbers? Oh, yeah. Okay. All of them. Yes. I, w- I was told, I haven't looked, but because I'm not much for Facebook comments, but there are people on MSU's Facebook page saying, so like, we've got to run the ball more. Like, what's wrong with you? I just see that Sporting News has put out an article on Mike Leach saying that his face mask violation reveals his unwillingness to sacrifice for his team. Oh, for God's sakes. Are you for real? Yes. <laughs> Who wrote that? I'm looking. It is written by... Is it Bill Bender? Uh, Mike DeCourcy. 
Oh my god, that guy's one of the biggest stick in the muds ever. He reveals unwillingness to sacrifice for the team. His first sentence of the of the article, Mike Leach does not get it. He is paid millions, literally, as part of the higher education system in the state of Mississippi, and yet he chooses to remain uninformed. Anyway. That is really painful. You see it? You uh, I'm going to look at it later. Uh, oh. Let's see here. Bulldog graphics. Dan made a living by winning the games he was supposed to win, and rarely ones he shouldn't. Leach has historically done the opposite, cashing in on big wins, but having some head scratchers as well. Feels fair to assume he'll hold serve here. How will the fan base handle that? You know, Jackie Sherrill was sort of that way. Jackie won a lot of games against Alabama and Florida and, and teams that you would not expect him to beat. But then they he was good for a stinker. You know, he lost to ULM, he lost to Memphis, he lost to, to Troy State. I mean, he lost a bad team. So I think it's okay. Well, kind of the couldn't you kind of see that maybe happening a little bit with Leach? Because to me, if you if you I guess I kind of view the air raid a little bit as kind of like basketball if all you do is shoot threes. You're going to have some nights where you're cold and the shots don't fall. Yeah. Well, in the air raid, I mean, I dare say KJ Costello may be really good, but he's probably going to have a game or two where he doesn't fit that ball in the window that he fit in on that third and 20 to Cam Gardner, you know? And there's going to be some nights where maybe he's not as sharp as others. And if that comes against a, I don't know, uh, a team that I mean, if it comes in the Egg Bowl, for instance, yeah, a, a team that you're better than probably, but yet you can't not play your best and win. So I, I could see him losing a few games, maybe that he's supposed to win. Okay, at some point, I agree. I agree. Uh, Preston Coates, how about the special teams unit? Is there first? Is this the first ball game in two years that there were zero mistakes? I would say there were zero mistakes. Uh, there was you know, there Austin were no Williams, critical mistakes. Yeah, Austin Williams fielded a couple of punts he probably shouldn't have, but there was nothing that cost you. So, uh, let's see here. Trotter Flynn, it's the year 2030. Mike Leach has outlasted every coach in the SEC with a couple of national titles and a couple of Heisman trophies. Oh, my gosh. Goodness. What does he do upon his retirement? We have four options here to let you pick. Joins the game day crew, becomes a full-time author, Passes the bar exam and starts practicing law. He'd be 70 at that point, by the way. Uh, starts his own podcast. I can't believe there's not a Mike Leach podcast now, to be totally honest. Yeah, I, the most likely option there seems like number four. Yeah. Like, that. that's just easy money for him. I'd listen to every show. I would listen to those shows. Uh, let's see here. Nick Simmons, does State cover the spread? Uh, currently 17 and a half. I think it was eight, 18 as of midday Tuesday. Tune in on Friday to find out the answer to that question. That's what we call a tease. Does Dak get his contract this season? Not if uh, what those comments I read today. I, I saw that there were comments. I did not read them yet. Basically that Jerry Jones was like, you know, that drive at the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes or Tony Romo could have made that. Oh, like, my. Like, that's not doesn't – sound. it doesn't sound like it. What's the early expectation for men's basketball? 20-plus wins? Oof. No. That is not my expectation. I don't know what they're going to do this year. I, I really have no feel for that team whatsoever. Yeah, Same sort yeah. of play. Go ahead. I kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sitting here calling tournament or anything, but there's part of me that thinks they're going to be better than I expect. Just, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Same sort of question here from Kivas Wright, who wants to know our expectations for the women's basketball team. Uh, I expect them to contend for the national championship. Final four bust. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of where it is. 
Uh, Marine Dog, how often is a New York Times reporter at your press conference? Also, did he come all that way to the press conference to ask a dumbass question? Define come all that way. It's a Zoom call. Uh, odds are he was sitting in his, on his he couch. sitting on his couch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because... This, it, isn't, it, this isn't last year where you have to be at the press conference. Yeah, if you guys didn't know this now, um, every press conference we do now... I'm I'm sitting at my house. Yeah, I saw some people talking about this on Gene's page. And I'm just like, first of all, they were like, they should ban that reporter, which is just a lot of snowflakes in there. Yeah, people were like I don't want to hear people. Just, just he, Leach did a great job answering that question, but there is no coming to the press conference. It's just a, it's just a Zoom link. Uh, how often has it happened? Um, the year that state was number one, 2014, there were people like that at the press conferences, and then yeah, and that was a year where you actually did have to come. I, that was kind of a uh, when you say when you say that because I wasn't covering the team in 2014. I was still just right. Joel T. the fan. Yeah, but uh, I mean, were, were there New York Times people and and like I think there was a Washington Post guy there once. Was it okay? Yeah, okay. And like it was Chuck uh, Culpepper is that his name? Sounds right. Yeah, he was there. And uh, Nicole Arbach was on the from the Athletic yeah. was on there with us yesterday too. But you can't. Um, it's just. There is no coming to the press conference. Yeah. They're not in the Bryan building. Yeah, you can go to that press conference even if you're sitting on the coast in Australia or something. Exactly. I mean, it just you got an internet connection, you can go to the Mississippi State press conference assuming they let you in. I mean, you that, that's the thing, you know. I, I can't just send you guys the link and you get in because Mississippi State, you know, you log into the Zoom and they can see who you are and they can let you in or not. Um, so not just anybody can get in, but... Assuming you're a member of the media, wherever you are at, yeah, you can get in. Uh, let's see here. What's our next question? Uh, Josh Patrick, can KJ Costello win the Heisman? Well, if he keeps throwing the ball like that, yeah, absolutely he can. Because if he if he throws the ball like that, uh, state's going state's seven win and a lot three, of eight and two. No question, no question. Um, Landon McCarty, is sixty attempts a game going to be the new normal for KJ? Could we see more? I think you could definitely see more. You could have a game where you throw 65 passes. If State's losing, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, is that going to be the new normal? I think it'll probably drop down to the 50s. What was the average for the other SEC quarterbacks? So I got the numbers right here, Joel. There you go. The, uh, obviously, KJ led. Trask was, I'm sorry, Miles Brennan was second. He had 46. Trask at 42. Colin Hill from South Carolina had 39. Uh, everybody else is in the 30s. Going down to Stetson Bennett. Now, Stetson Bennett, if you combine him with Dewan Mathis, so Georgia attempted uh, 46 passes, so they would have been tied. Uh, the low man on, on, on this was Connor Bazelik from Missouri, who only attempted 14 passes. So quite quite a difference. Yeah, a little discrepancy there. So uh, Let's see here. Next question. That's not a question. Uh, that's somebody answering. Hey, Wesley Johnson. They aren't asking you these questions. They're asking me and Joel. Stop it. <laughs> Wesley having his own rumblings. I swear, man. Sarthak Sharma wants to know, uh, what part of Arkansas's team concerns you the most from a matchup perspective? I think it's just it's not so much a matchup thing. It's, it's the newness. You don't really know yeah. what you're getting with them. Yeah. And, of course, they don't really know what they're getting with State. I don't guess either. Other than, I mean, I guess you could – both teams have a game of footage now. Well, but I mean, not only that, you know a lot more about Mike Leach, the coach. Yeah, than Sam than Pittman. you know about Sam Pittman. Now, you know about Kendall Bryles. Yeah. Barry Odom, the coordinators. But Pittman, you know, you don't know a lot about him as a coach. That's that that's, that's the thing that would worry me the most is that 
he might have tendencies that you know he might just decide to change. He could change everything he did Saturday night, and and we would you'd have no plan for it. So, yeah. Um, here it is, Josh Watson. How badly would State have lost under Moorhead or Mullen? Okay, under Moorhead, it would have been a bad loss. You know. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to punch with them. Yeah. And then, and Moorhead's teams had a had a tendency to just fold under pressure. Yes, they did. See see the Auburn game last year. Yeah. That team, when things started going bad, it just spiraled yeah. out of control. Yeah. And so, you know, you kept seeing that's that may have been the thing I was one of the things I was most impressed with Saturday was all those moments. How many moments did all you guys listen have where you thought, well, this is where it all comes crashing there down. Were two or three. And state swung back every time. Every time. That was very un Mississippi State like in recent years. This is the interesting one to me is Josh Watson's question of about Mullen. And that's first off, how different does the team look? Keaton Thompson's the starting quarterback. You know, he's leading that team down there. Yeah. You know, you don't have Ty I don't know if you have Tyrell Shavers or not. Probably not. Um, you know, I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know what the team looks like there. You know, so but that would have been a lot different. I don't know that I don't know that Mullen would have lost. So I think LSU was just sort of ripe for the picking there. I don't think Moorhead would have beaten them. But Mullen with the right game plan could have gone in there and won. It would have looked a lot different though. Obviously, it would have been a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, defense would have looked a little different cuz you had Grantham calling the shots and Yeah. And you're running I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who, you know, who's who who would have been on defense differently? I don't know. You know, does Willie Gay stick mm-hmm. around for another year if Mullins here? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. And of course, if Moorhead's here, you'd had Schrader running the offense. Yeah. And Which, you know, might have had some success, but not enough. No. Not enough. Uh, Dale Young, what's our thoughts on the impact Cowbells will have Saturday? State should have the best home field in the in the league this year because... Cowbells are going to make up for the people that aren't there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you have 12,000 fans, but if everybody brings a cowbell, it's going to sound like 40,000 people. Plus, I mean, State can, like everybody else, I assume, pipe in the extra crowd noise to make up for right. things, too. So, right. Which I think... Didn't they say the other day on the broadcast, or maybe I heard it somewhere else, that they allow up to like 70 decibels or something like that? Uh, that's in the NFL. I don't know if that's the same. I for, think it's uh, the same in college. Okay. Then if it is, then... Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be loud. Uh, where are we? Sheldon Nations, more likely win total for LSU four or eight? I'd say eight. I mean, who, are you tell me they're only gonna beat Arkansas, Vanderbilt. They play Missouri, right? Missouri and Ole Miss. They're gonna win more games than that. You see, that means they have to beat one of either Bama or Florida, though. No, it if they win, if they win eight. Oh, you're right. Ooh. Because they've already got one loss. It's it w- still it more w- likely to win eight. It would shock me if they beat Bama or Florida. It would, but I I'd be to. more shocked if they lost to everybody outside of the teams I just mentioned. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor Carraway, how many of the top ten single-game passing games will KJ have at, the se- at season's end? So, here's the 500-yard club. Obviously, Zaire was number one. Uh, Lorenzen, Rohan Davey, Peyton Manning. It's possible he has a lot, he has a lot of them. Uh, because the next I mean, 544, you got to remember, first off, there's an 80-yard gap here between first and second now. So if he throws for 550, he's still second. He could very easily, I mean, Tyler Williams at 510, Tyler Bray's at 530. 
I mean, he could have them. He could have five or six of those games. He could. Yeah. I don't know if he will, but he could. Uh, let's see here. It's unbelievable that he threw for 623 yards in his first game mm-hmm. against the defending national champion. Yeah. Like, all that's still unbelievable. It's tough to talk about. Uh, Colton Peterman. People are giving a lot of credit to KJ and Leach or blaming LSU's players or coaches' turnover, coaching turnover. But how can so many people overlook the fact that LSU lost because a collegiate football player from a school that has never played for an SEC title pretended to pee like a dog? Once again, we see the far-reaching effects of urination simulation. K.J. Costello breaks the SEC's single-game passing record because of urination simulation. Has there ever been anything that has reached its tentacles further out into the college football world than this? I say no. It's the, I mean, it is the ultimate butterfly effect deal. What if Elijah Moore didn't pee like a dog? You've got Matt Luke still in Oxford. Joe's probably still here. And that would have been the case for the next two years because nobody's firing their coach after this year, right. I don't think. Well, I right. say that Southern Miss kind of did. Kind of did. But um, we will forever talk about what would have happened if Elijah Moore had just not hiked his leg. You're right. Uh, Rob Hadaway wants to know, last week I was reminded of a game where the winner would get to the SEC championship game, but somebody stepped on somebody else's foot, and it didn't happen. Do you remember what team that was? I do. They were playing LSU. It was Ole Miss. (laughs) Chance to go to the SEC championship game, but Eli Manning tripped over his center's foot. Did they ever actually make it to Atlanta? They have not. Is that not correct? We talked about this, I think, last week. Yeah, I, I struggle with this sometimes. Let's go through it real quick. Sure. We watched State on Saturday. I'm pretty sure I can remember when I was 13 watching them play Tennessee. Oh, State's played for, for the SEC. Yeah, they, I, mean, I think they played Tennessee. And LSU obviously was their last year. Yeah. Uh, Alabama. Everybody Many knows times, Alabama's yeah. been. Auburn, uh, Cam, Auburn, they have a national title. They do. Arkansas, I can remember watching Houston Nutt and company. Uh, well, he, yeah, and they've been before that even. So, yeah, they've been a couple times, to- uh, three times, I think. Yeah, we're not going to count A&M because they just, they haven't been in no, the No, I think he's talking about like, the original long. six. Yeah. So, the only so, one let's Ole Miss. That's only They have not been. Have not been. Good call, Rob. Uh, Rob, also, as I write this, everyone on Facebook is posting about it being National Sons Day. What is your favorite fake holiday? <sighs> My favorite fake holiday. Ah, uh, is one coming to mind for Mr. Haydad I mean, over there? National Pizza Day is a great one. Well, today's National Coffee Day. I'm a fan of that. Apparently, it, it's like um, trying to. I had I had it there for a second. But I don't know. I, I lost it. I had something I wanted to go with, and like Labor Day, it's that we celebrate work by taking the day off. Like what? Chefs go to work on Labor Day. We usually know. do. We do. I did this year. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, Ben Sticker. If Texas A&M just so happened to win the SEC West this year, does that give everyone in the West a title? If not, who was left out? As we just discussed. If Texas A&M were to win the SEC West this year, the only SEC West team to have never competed in the SEC Championship game and won an SEC West Championship, a real SEC West Championship, would be Ole Miss. Yeah, and I kind of think it's still unfair to even include A&M in that discussion. because it is. they're it is not totally the, unfair. And, and still, when you take them out, there's still one school that hadn't been. Yeah. Alan Kembro wants to know, I keep on hearing about the former defensive coordinator and how and now head coach of Washington being Coach Leach's kryptonite schematically. How long before defenses change this to try to stop Leach's play calling, or is it maybe that Washington just recruited that much better? 
So if you listen to the shows that we did with Robbie Falk while Joel was on, on paternity leave. Those, those second-rate shows. Right. Uh, he talked about this. He said that if you look, the talent gap on you know 24-7 does a thing called like a talent counter, or basically they add up the recruiting rankings of everybody on your team, and then they rank them. The gap between Washington and Washington State was three times greater than the gap between Mississippi State and Alabama. Washington recruits and at a national level. Washington State does not. The Washington State's average classes are in the 50s, down in that range. Washington State is a consistent top 25 team. So it's a talent issue is all it is. Now, that said, you know, you're going to look at that and go, well, what happened with LSU? I don't know. But I, when State plays Alabama, I won't be surprised at all if Alabama slows this offense down. I just won't. In fact, I would kind of expect it to be slowed down I would a little too. bit. Yeah. So, who we got here? Ford Polk wants to know. Uh, I know this is old news and not necessarily set in stone, but with any team being able to make a bowl regardless of record, does that mean any team can go to any bowl? Do conference tie-ins still apply? Conference tie-ins should still apply, I would think. I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense, right? You know, the, the, the SEC will put its first, what, eight teams into yeah. their conference bowls. And then, yeah, the thing is, you can f- you can fill all your slots, though, for right. sure. Because Right. The other thing to remember is this. Once everybody gets back to playing, it's not like there are going to be enough teams out there, to, to, that, that to, bowls out there that two and ten teams are going to get in. You might see a, five and, a four and six team get in. I don't think anybody three and seven or worse is going to get in. Uh, let's see here. What is the best meal you could cook for yourself? That's it. I'm backing up a minute. There's going to be a bowl somewhere that would love to have a three and seven Lane Kiffin Ole Miss. They're oh, gonna, no, they're, they're going to get back to a bowl game. <laughs> they they could get back to a bowl game finally at like three and seven. No, there's no question about that for sure. For sure. Um, anyway, what's the best meal you could cook for yourself? The best meal that I could cook for myself. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, probably like hungry sp- man dinner. <laughs> I could do spaghetti or something like that. Okay. You can't cook a steak. Uh, yeah, but I, I think maybe it's just my tastes. I, I would probably rather have, if I was cooking it, I would rather have spaghetti. Okay. I I, I can do the steak, mm-hmm. but I just I feel like other people can do it better. I can, I can cook a steak. So. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite jersey from your favorite pro sports team? So you have a favorite Braves jersey. All of my jerseys. Uh, I, I think he, no, no. I think he means like. Oh, wear. the favorite. Okay. Um, I mean, my favorite is just the classic white Braves with the tomahawk. I mean, their normal mm. home uni. Um, that said, there is a soft spot in my heart for the cream one that they don't wear. I don't know if they've worn it at all this year. Um, but yeah, that the the classic white. Uh, that may be boring to some people for me to say that, but yeah, the classic white Braves with the tomahawk. That's their. That's their best uni. Okay. The clean look. Uh, last one here from Ford. Did you know Michigan has a losing record to Cornell? Did not know that. They are 6-12 and 12 all time against the Big Red. You know who's excited to hear that? Andy Bernard. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Stephen Norris. Is KJ the most talented quarterback MSU has ever had? From an arm talent perspective, maybe. 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 Um, you know, as far as the full package goes, we still have to see. You know, from a, from an arm talent, I think so. 
Am I a sick man for already feeling Leach will leave for the NFL or another job after this year? There is no way Leach would ever coach in the NFL. It's too structured. It's 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 not. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't he, work. He for couldn't him. jet off to Key West whenever he wanted to. I don't think. Right. He says his wife told him to shut up, enjoy the win. Mrs. Norris, you're correct. Shut up and enjoy the win. Alex Barham wants to know. Rank the importance of these three things. Wide receivers grasping the offense and the ball. Our strength and conditioning changes, even during COVID times. Underrated defense stepping up. The defense stepping up. That's A. That's A. Yeah. And then I think the catching the football is B. The strength and conditioning changes were big, but those, I mean, you could have had a really great strength and conditioning program, and it wouldn't have mattered because you're still out talented. Yep. Also, who wore it best in terms of their hair? Matt Corral, Spencer Rattler, or the cannibal spider baby toy from Toy Story? I don't think I saw Spencer Rattler. So It looked very similar to Matt Corral's. Okay. They went for the Coolio. Not a great look. Yeah. Going to go with the... Uh, I'm going to go with Toy Story. Toy Story, yeah. I'm going to go with that. Best hair of all, Landon Gidry. Yeah. Landon Gidry's hair is... Or London Craft. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. London Craft. London Craft. London Craft on, yeah, I said Landon for Gidry. Sure. London Crafton started a game, and I still can't get him into my I mean, head as a starter. Just, you're just killing him. Kyle Brazell wants to know, I was watching the game. I told the guy Saturday I was, when I was watching the game, when we were up 10 with 10 minutes to go, that it was about to get interesting, and Leach would continue to throw the ball. Does that scare you that you could blow a two-score game somewhere down the line because he doesn't care about a running clock? It's a concern. Yeah. But he, he is – I mean, we, we talked about the stat last week. I think it's even better now. Um, they rarely go three and out, man, Yeah, doing what they do. So even on that play, you know, that's that was uh, Costello's decision to throw deep there. My guess is that he had options underneath where he could have just dumped it off and kept the ball. Yeah. He decided to take a shot, and it didn't work out. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, I know Moorhead was labeled as a ball coach, and Spurrier was the OG ball coach. What I saw Saturday was a straight-up clinic in calling ball plays. Does the term ball coach get overused? Eh, I think it's just a term, you know. Coach, you've coached football. You're a football coach. You're a ball coach. Doesn't work for me. Evan Oliver, do we believe Mike Leach retires at Mississippi State? Hmm, I mean... Where else is he going to go? I just feel like it's a, yeah. When you look at his coaching career, he doesn't do like two or three years and then jet out. So, And you know, you, you talk about like destination jobs or what? I don't That's not his thing. It's not his thing. I, I kind of feel like, and I know that there are some people that probably disagree, I kind of feel like Stark was a perfect fit for Mike Leach. Because you, you win a little bit, the people are going to love you, you're in the SEC, yeah, um, and you can kind of... Jet off down to Key West if you want to. Uh, I, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's a little better fit than some people may have originally thought. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Donnie Caffey wants to know who ha- who finishes the year with the most receiving yards. I think it's going to be Kylan Hill. I think you're going to see games like that most of the year where he's between 100 and 150. <sighs> Thing is, though, he had it. I mean, you can't take it away from him. Yeah. But so much of that was that one play. But he's going to have those kind of plays, I think. That's fair. So. Um, do you think, were you and I going to get the cardboard cutouts? Should we get a thunder and lightning cutout? 
In Davis Wade Stadium? They'd have to sit us next to each other. Couldn't have any of this, like, one-on-one side of the stadium. One no, no, it's got to be together. I agree. We can, we can work with Leah Beasley on that. She could probably get us together. Yeah. JC wants to know, there's a show on Netflix called American Barbecue Showdown. Have you seen it yet? No, but I need to check that out. Can we expect more New York Times people <laughs> in future Mike Leach pressers to get sound bites? Probably. I mean, the guy... I know Joel has been saying that he's been getting a ton of interaction. I can only assume the New York Times itself got what it wanted out of that deal. We talked about this on yesterday's show. Yeah, people are going to come talk to Mike Leach because he provides content, provides those sound bites. So, oh, Mike Leach is a cowbell corners dream over here today. I mean, just <laughs> it's ah for us that rely on like that need play, page clicks and podcast listens and things. Mike Leach being here is good business. Okay. Talk about good business earlier. That's good business. Um, what's one thing you want to see the defense improve on moving forward? What's one thing for you? Well, they had plenty of push, plenty of pass rush. Uh, are you still a little bit concerned, though, when these guys get locked up man-on-man with, that they're going to be able to get the job done whenever, whenever like, I don't know. Size Furge or somebody locked man on man with. Well, I mean, you look at Alabama, sure, but who else, who else has that kind of wide receiver talent? You know, who else has two guys like that? You know, you feel good about Emerson, and then it's just you know, Furge and Forbes have to figure it out. So yeah. my my concern, if I had to pick one, is State that got a lot of good pressure, but they didn't finish. Even though with seven sacks, they could have had nine or ten. You know, you got to need you need to when you get your hands on the quarterback, he needs to go down. Let's see here. Eric Kendrick, if you had to compare KJ Costello to another quarterback, who does he remind you of? I think I have I think I know who my, I'm going to pick, but let's see who do you got? To another college quarterback or can we go pro here? What are we doing? Well, it just says to another quarterback, so do what you got. Um I don't know. Hit me with yours. Philip Rivers. Just an accurate passer. You know? Don't know that he's going to have 15 kids, but I feel like that, that's, that's, that's the NFL comparison I would make to him. Is there a little far to him? Because he didn't mind trying to cram it into some tight windows. Yeah, but... And he's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah, I see some of that, but he's just bigger than far. The body type, I don't think, matches far, but no. some of the decision-making... The, make, the decision-making and the arm strength kind of is farvish. Yeah, I agree with that. Um... What villain in a movie did you pull for more than the hero? Mine is Gerard Butler in Law Abiding Citizen. That's a good choice. Very good choice. Do you, do you have one? No. No? <laughs> Darth the guys, the guys in Home Alone. The Wet Bandits? The Wet Bandits. You wanted them to take Kevin out? Yeah. I don't, That's weird. I don't, I don't, uh, no, I, I don't have any idea. I don't know. Like Darth Vader comes to mind. Uh, the Joker comes to mind. You Hans, rooted for Darth Vader? Oh, yeah. I don't cheer for the Rebels ever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, lo- I love Darth Vader. One of my favorite movie characters. Um, Hans Gruber. Well, you can love the character and still... I wouldn't have minded if he had won. I'm just telling you. Like, I love The Empire Strikes Back, where it looks like the 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 the, 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 Emperor, the Empire's going to win. Because, I mean, the, the best villain, to me, might be Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. But I still don't root for the Joker. He to won win. too, by the way. He had, he did win. So, you know, Hans Gruber is one. I mean, come on, man. In, in Die Hard, come on. That's a, he's a great villain. 
I guess my argument is you can think a villain is cool. Yeah. With, but still want the good guys. I don't guys know that Gerard Butler's character in Law Abiding Citizen is technically the villain. The system is the villain in, in that movie to me. Now, I mean, he's an anti hero, but he's not the villain. Sean with a question we'd have to do some research on, but I'll see if maybe you just know. When's the last time Mississippi State beat a team despite committing four, at least four turnovers? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. Like, did Moorhead ever do that? How many did they have? I know they had... Didn't they have a couple early on in that Auburn game uh, in 2014? Did they yeah, have but a couple only more they later? Four. Now, four seems too high. I'm just, uh, n- none's coming to mind, to be totally honest with you. It's hard to win a football game. It is. Four it's very difficult. Um, Ian Ladner, what's more impressive, the improvement in catching or getting separation from the wide receivers? Well, the, the, the offense... The separation is all that air raid scheme. That's what... Well, it's not all that. I mean, there's talent involved but in it, But it's more too, the but, scheme. Yeah. Catching is where the improvement was. Um, what will be the next record that KJ breaks? Touchdown passes Touchdowns in, in a game. game. He'll get six. Yeah. He'll have a game where he has six. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, let's see here. Ethan Brazil... Has anyone sent the link to become an MSU bandwagon fan to their LSU family members like I have? Maybe. <laughs> it's possible that, that has happened. <laughs> so, uh, Let's see here. Wesley Johnson answering my questions again. Wesley, Joel and I have this. We don't need the help. Uh, let's see here. Kurt, thoughts on any new starters for game two? Possible. I mean, Tyrell Shavers might start over Malik Keith. Um... Sean Preston might get a starting position. He should. He could, yeah. You know? I think it's going to depend on what they do in practice. I really think that that I, I mean, makes a difference. The Forbes-Furge thing, I think, is another one that could go either way, right? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Absolutely could. Um, over under, 50 yards rushing and 500 yards passing versus Arkansas. So 50 yards rushing. I'm going to take the over, believe it or not. Yeah, I think I will, too. Yeah. Because you, you talked about Kylan Hill having maybe a 75-yard catch. He could have a 75-yard run, too. Yep. All it's going to take is one. And then 500 yards passing. I'll go over that, too. Yeah, it feels right. feels right. Which means that KJ is going to have somewhere around 1,200 yards passing yeah. after two games. Yeah. Steve Mormon wants to know what we think was Joe Moorhead's reaction to the game Saturday. I've seen this a lot on message boards, and people are like, oh, I bet he thinks he's an idiot. I bet Joe Moorhead was incredibly pleased for his former players. Yeah, you got to remember now, Joe Moorhead recruited a ton of the guys that were out there playing. And coached them all. Yeah. Except for maybe, you know, Costello and Shaver. And if there's one thing I know about Joe Moorhead, unless he hides it really well, there's not a ton of, like, he wouldn't be holding grudges towards players. No. he He's a good dude, guys. Yeah. Like, he I, was I probably much... incredibly pleased to see his, his former team win, if I had to guess. Uh, let's see here. One school has made a big deal of Mississippi made. Of the tool, the two... One has 11 recruits from Mississippi. One has 11 for the class of 20. One, wait, what? All right, never mind, Steve. I'm not, I can't understand the wording of this question. But the answer is Ole Miss doesn't do a good job with Mississippi made. <laughs> How many wins does this MSU team? This is from a man. Very, uh, very specific there. Uh, How many wins does this MSU team get if they play the original 2020 schedule? Knowing what we know now, wouldn't you have had them at like 10 and 2? Yeah, because you're winning all four non cons. And now you've got LSU. There's four. And there's then, LSU's five. 
And then you're you beating feel, Arkansas, Ole Miss. You're up to seven. Missouri. Missouri, you're up to eight. Um. Wait, hold hold on. Kentucky. Like right now, probably, I think State's going to be favorite. Probably that's nine. Uh, it's nine. And, Texas and then A&M. one of A and M or Auburn's yeah. ten. Yeah, you'd feel, probably you feel pretty good about ten. You feel good about nine or ten. Yeah. Uh, Izzy Mandelbaum says, "I log in this morning to hear Brian Hayden and Joel Coleman have a great show with all the magical content hand delivered via the press conference yesterday, and it's as if it didn't even happen. Did you boys record early? We did. Yes, we did. Sure we did. did. You know. And really." I mean, we'll talk about what I was talked about at the press conference throughout the week as we preview the game and stuff. So, didn't miss much other than the, uh, you know, Mike Leach going all. I guess he t- kind of turned into the question asker for yeah. the New York Times guy, and then Leach, you know, going off about the fan cutouts. That was pretty funny too. Yeah. But uh, let's see here. Stephen Sprawberry says, "What's the possibility of this defensive line group as a whole is better than when State had Simmons?" Simmons had it was a star, made everyone better, but could this group be better than that group? I'd say no. Uh-uh. Because he still had Montez Sweat. Gary Green was very Gary solid. Gary Green, Braxton Hoyette's in the NFL yeah, right now. No. Corey Thomas was a really good player. No, I would definitely say that that group was better. Um, is it a result of the schemes on both sides of the ball that make State better? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You take the exact same players and you leave last year's schemes in place and you lose big. Yep. Simple as that. 100%. Yeah, anybody that wants to tell you coaching doesn't matter, just show them, I guess, uh, show them State's last trip into Baton Rouge and then this trip into Baton Rouge. Yeah. Compare the two. Exactly. Uh, Although State's defense did play well the last trip into Baton Rouge, too. Yeah. Uh, Sean Brown, if the season had started with the original schedule, how many passing yards does KJ have against New Mexico? He gets pulled from the game earlier. Yeah. So he's probably over 500, but he's not – he had more against LSU. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Played the whole game. Tight game. Yeah. Uh, Gil Mankling, what will it take for KJ to surpass Dak as MSU's most revered player? Well, it starts with like a Heisman and a Natty, but I don't think he can... Even then. Even then, I don't think he gets there. Dak, Dak's relationship with MSU fans is just different it, because of his family life. It's deeper than performance. Exactly. So, he could become... He could be on the same tier... But I don't know that he could ever. I don't. I don't know if he can replace him. I'll, I'll tell you how he could come close. Hmm. He he does some level of what we just talked about. Like maybe he wins the Heisman and the SEC. He doesn't even have to win a Natty. Wins the Heisman, wins the SEC. And remember, this is a free year. He says, "I had so much fun. I'm coming back." Yeah, that would be. Then then you start getting. Yeah. It's close. not going to happen, but yeah. Clifton Taylor, if I had a nickel for every SEC game that was seven to five at the half Saturday. I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. What's the weirdest, most unfootball-like football score you can remember that wasn't three to two? I have the perfect answer for this. What you got? Uh, Iowa six, Penn State four. When was that? Uh, let's see here. Two thousand and four. I remembered that game though. Two field goals, two safeties. <laughs> I mean, you'll never top that. Come on. It wasn't a final, but there was a year or two ago, there was a 5-2 to two I was looking at. Yeah, it happens. It happens um, every now and then. I think there was a high school game not long ago that finished 2 to nothing. Yeah. Like like maybe last year in the state of Mississippi. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, was it Noxaby and somebody? I, I that can't sounds right. Now, but, but last... Ben Portnoy went to that game. Yeah. I remember him talking. We'd have to get him on there, yeah. 
Uh, Rob Hadaway again. Happy to report I didn't see any Maroon is All That Matters shirts on MSU fans in Baton Rouge Saturday. Great work, guys. But I did see a lady wearing a Russell Henning Michael Mike Russell Athletic Michael Henning jersey in 2020. What are the bottom five old jerseys to be seen wearing at an MSU game? Okay. That's on the list. Yeah. Especially playing LSU. Dante um, Walker. Dante Walker is on the list. Um, although it's funny because KJ Costello is three now. Renardo Sidney is on the list. You ever see anybody wearing a Renardo Sydney throwback? Send me a picture, please. Um, Malik Newman? Malik Newman is on the list. We'll put him on the list. That's a good one. Can we get a baseball one in here? Is there is there anybody that's going to be like, I don't know, Mike Valentine? I don't know. <laughs> Adam Larson? <laughs> trying to think of another football player. Problem is, you know, play, players change. That you know, the the, the numbers change week yeah. year to year. Um, I don't know. If you, saw, if you saw somebody wearing a Tommy Stevens jersey, you'd look at them weird. Like what? You know, well, what number was Tommy? Seven. Seven. See, I, I, that's Fitzgerald to me. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good list though. Uh, Ty Hamill. What part of Osiris Mitchell isn't an NFL caliber receiver? I don't think I've seen a guy make such consistent progress. Year to year. He's right about that. Osiris Mitchell has legitimately gotten better every, every season. Every single year. So, yeah, I mean, I, he'll, he'll get a shot in the NFL for sure. Yeah. Big kid. Showing now that he can catch the ball. You're seeing some run after the catch. Osiris is that guy that – he's kind of like that guy in baseball, like that shortstop that's going to make all the diving plays. and So, like, Osiris, in my mind, almost has a reputation for you give him a tough catch to make, he's going to make it every time. It's the one where he's doesn't have anybody ten yards around him, and it's coming in. Where you kind of like, oh, is he going to catch it or not? But, but no, Osiris is good. He's going to get an NFL shot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, another one from Kyle Brazell. Will Ty- Kylan Hill have a one hundred yard rushing game this year? Yes, because he'll have one like game where he breaks a long run mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, let's see here, Tony Loper, best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. Uh, how long will it take to have a five hundred yard receiver this year? Couple more games. Yeah, that A and I'm going to say they get there on during the A and M game. Yeah, I agree with that. How many total 500 yard receivers? Four. I think all three guys that you saw on Saturday get over 100 is going to get there, and then somebody else. Um, I think Malik Heath gets there probably eventually. Somebody else, him or Shavers. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, you could see both. Well, Shavers had 68 yards, right? Yeah. So he only has to average. 45 yards a game the rest of the way, right? Which seems very doable. Very doable. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the last one. This is a good question from Tony. How close was the LSU game to the fourth outcome we didn't think was possible? It was close. close. It was close. You don't turn the ball over four times, you, you run them off the field. Yep. Good question here from Ben Smith. Do you think the advantages of this offense is that defenses in this league are conditioned to stop run-first teams? They don't have the legs or lungs to keep up as much as this offense forces them to. I think there's something to that, in that sort of the same way we've talked about in the past of Georgia Tech, that you just don't you don't you don't see this every week. You know, when you think about most offenses, right? Whatever, like you think about Florida, right? They played Ole Miss last week. They're playing um, South Carolina, I think this week. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Doesn't really matter, but 
the offensive concepts are going to be sort of similar, right? Like they do things differently, but by and large, everybody's in the shotgun nowadays, one back alongside, a couple of wide receivers and a tight end, and, and then you sort of go from there. And then you, you, you do Mississippi State, and it's totally different than everything else. And you have one week to get it right. I think that's the biggest difference to me. Yeah, I mean, it, do you think other teams kind of have the same issue preparing with Mississippi State? Maybe not now, but that you and I had, like, you just have never seen Miss. When you think Mississippi State, you don't well, think of this because they, they they just watch Washington State film. Yeah, I guess just so. call it a day on that. So, uh, let's see here. Traquan Key has questions for us. Um, if you were able to give Rick Ray. Sylvester Croom and Joe Moorhead a piece of advice to make them better coaches at MSU, and they were guaranteed to take it, what would it be? Croom is the easy one. You have to explain it. It's not 1975 anymore. It's 2004. You need, you need to look at what modern college offenses are doing. You have a quarterback in, in Omar Connor who's great mo- mobility. You've got a running back who's great. You've got to find a way to feature those two guys, and running it straight up the middle is not going to do that. You don't have a big-time receiver on this team. You need to spread the field. And it, I honestly think, and I said this before, in 2004, you know, Dan Mullen is the offensive coordinator at Utah. If you call Dan Mullen and say, come be the offensive coordinator at Mississippi State or be the head coach at Mississippi State, he takes that. And that team is probably good right off the jump with Connor and Norwood. Yeah. So is that, is that about where you would do it for Kareem? Yep, that's right. What about for Rick Ray? What would you tell Rick Ray? It'd be something to the effect of – you got to work on the offense, Rick, because I, I, I remember him. I can't even remember who they were playing, though. Uh, I think I know what you're I was watching on he TV, like, though. Don't worry about like, the yeah, offense. Don't worry about the offense. Your, your offense is going to take care of itself. No, it's no. not, Rick. You're if you're to- going to not recruit elite players, and Rick Ray was not going to do that, then you have to be offensively. You have to have some sort of plan, like Princeton, basically, where you do things differently and you execute. It has to be defense will take care of itself. You guys know how to defend, but we've got to get more shots. So I agree with you. Moorhead, I mean, you just got to tell him, like, look, you got to tighten up. <laughs> and that's, that's all it is. You got to tighten up. You got you to lay the hammer on these guys. They're not your buddy. I, I don't, I don't want to make this comparison because I think they're two different people. But there was... I don't know if this is the first thing I would say to Joe, but somewhere... Along in the conversation, it would be something to the. There was a Hugh Freeze-ish, Freeze-ish quality to Joe in that he paid attention to a lot of stuff. Yeah, and you he could would, tweet something, and you might hear from him. Well, you would just you could tell that he listened and read stuff, and yeah. and even if he didn't call you, I mean, whenever he came down in there and talked about pounding sand and kicking rocks and mm-hmm. all, you could tell he had been reading those. Head coach can't do that. You you gotta you gotta block out the outside noise. Yeah, you just have to. If that's get off of Twitter altogether, which you can't do in today's age because you gotta have it to recruit. But right, but um, you can set up. I mean, I guarantee Nick Saban is on Twitter. We just don't know who he is. You could do that. What do you think his code name is? I don't know. Roll Tide sixty nine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh me. Uh, Martin McLaughlin. First off, he wants a prediction, but you don't have to wait till Friday for that. Um, have you ever been happier to be wrong? I mean, that's sort of relative. I mean, when I predict state to lose, I'm just giving you the, 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 my thoughts, and you know, I'm not I'm not cheering yeah. for the outcome on that. 
So you know when when they and when they win, it makes my job easier. So yeah, I mean, I guess from that perspective. But I'm just trying to think of there's a game where I was like, I think State's going to lose, and they won. That I was just legitimately like, I was very happy to see that. Yeah, I mean, I try. I mean, when it comes prediction time, to me, it's as simple as pretend like it's not Mississippi State playing. It's here's Team A's roster and here's Team B's roster. Who's going to win? Like that's as simple as it gets. And aside from my background and stuff, yeah, it, it's tremendously beneficial when state wins, and yeah. state wins a lot. So, kind of have multiple reasons to pull for them there. Yeah. Um, Steve Mormon. Now that Ohio State is playing, if state did play them ten times, what do you think the record would be now? Nine and one, eight and two, for Ohio State. State would find a way to win one. But for the most part, Ohio State just they're, they're, Ohio State's a lot better than LSU. A yeah. lot better. Yeah. You about you, you you there on that? Yeah, I'm I'm completely there with you. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Um The Large Dog wants a place I can see my overall final predictions for the SEC. I'll see what I can do for you. I'm sure I can get them to you. Um, Heath Hopkins, third-time Rumbler. My lovely wife, Julie, is very proud Tennessee Tech alum. She was wondering what SEC West team did her purple and gold Screaming Eagles beat in the baseball regional on the road to Omaha in 2018. Well, you think she'd remember that if she's such a big fan. Um, that was Ole Miss. Remember that? They were the, they were the four-national seed and yeah. lost it. At home. So, yeah. Fourth-time Rumbler from Heath Hopkins. What would start life in Starville be like if they had hired Mike Leach after Jackie Sherrill. We've seen a lot of the 2018 stuff and what would this offense have done with the 2018 defense. What if they just bring him in in, 20, in 2003? We just sort of talked about that. I mean, with Omar Connor, does that really work? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And you also have a Mike Leach that, look... He hadn't made his name just he, yet. He hadn't made his name just yet, and he's probably still getting his feet wet and, and learning some as a head coach. Uh because one of the more interesting things I thought that Mike Leach said in his press conference on Monday, one reason that he thought that uh, you know like Mississippi State in Game One under him was able to pick it up so fast is because he's an 18 year veteran. You know, he was talking about at Texas Tech. He was like, "Well, that's my first head coaching job." Yeah. Uh, and, and so, uh, anyway, I I don't know that the Mike Leach that you would have hired, and well, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure the Mike Leach that you would have hired in 2003 or whenever. Would not be the Mike Leach that you've got. Right, it's a much different guy. Much different guy. Uh, let's see here. We had a ton of questions, man. Um, Blake Thompson, how'd you like the play of the tight ends this past weekend? They didn't do very much. Do you think we'll see a bit more of them in the near future? No, I don't. Don't see those two guys being a big part of the offense. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just don't. Um, let's see here. Professor Sports Guy says, you mentioned in yesterday's pod how State would transition to recruiting all-purpose backs instead of running backs. Does this mean for the foreseeable future we will not see a Brandon Holloway up the middle? I mean, I feel like that's... That seems safe, seems doesn't safe. It? How would Holloway fare in this offense? Well, he could catch the ball. Yeah. He'd be really good in this <laughs> Yeah, offense. I think he'd be pretty successful. He just wouldn't be running the football. Yeah. Gosh, man. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I don't know if any of y'all have seen pictures of Brandon Holloway. He's jacked. Now you would want that stuff I want him going up the, up the middle. middle now. Yeah. Graham Yateman has our last question. Do you think the Ole Miss has a shot at the SEC championship? Also, have they ever been? Well, as we established earlier in this program, they have never been. 
Do they have a shot this year? No, they do not. They do not have that shot. So, All right, that might be a record. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. We'll see. Uh, we'll have to go back and look to see what our longest show ever was, but we might be close. Guys, thanks for a lot of great questions. I knew you guys were fired up from the uh, the win, and uh, we're going to keep that going. Tomorrow's show, we're talking to Andrew Hutchinson uh, from hogbeat.com. Get a little preview of the Razorbacks, and we'll continue to go ahead and look ahead to Saturday's game. Have a great Wednesday. We'll be back with you on Thursday. For Joel T. Coleman, Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.